I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. There's a bidding war for Manchester United. Two contenders are ready to throw in some serious cash to claim ownership of the iconic football club. It's shaping up to be the most expensive showdown in the world of sports acquisitions. In a previous episode of the Signal Daily, we spilled the tea about how Manchester United's owners, the Glazer family, were exploring strategic alternatives to enhance the club's growth, including a potential sale. You can check out that episode if you missed it. The link is in the show notes. But anyway, here's the latest development. The Glazers had set a soft deadline of 10 p.m. on Friday, February 17th, for buyers to submit their respective bids. So far, two high net worth individuals, Sheikh Jassim bin Hamad Al Thani from the Qatari royal family and British billionaire Sir Jim Ratcliffe, have put in their bids. But now, let's talk money. Like I mentioned earlier, this is expected to be the most expensive sale in Premier League history, and potentially across the entire sports sector. For instance, the Qatari's initial offer could value Manchester United at around five billion pounds or six billion dollars. That is also how much the Glazers want for the club. And to give more context, the Denver Broncos American football team holds the record for the most expensive sports team. Having been acquired for a whopping 4.65 billion dollars last year, but this bidding war is not just all about the money. While the Qataris will bring in a lot of moolah, United fans aren't too happy about a Gulf state's involvement. They have concerns about the country's human rights record and potential conflicts of interest, considering Qatar also owns French football giants Paris Saint Germain. In fact, Manchester United's LGBTQ+ fan group told BBC, and I quote. Any bidder which seeks to buy Manchester United must commit to making football a sport for everyone, including LGBTQ plus supporters, players, and staff. End quote. And on the other hand, we have Sir Jim Ratcliffe, a boyhood United fan who aims to put "quote unquote" Manchester back into Manchester United. End quote. The seventy-year-old billionaire already has an impressive collection of sports teams like the French football club Nice, Swiss team FC Lausanne Sport. And cycling team Ineos Grenadiers. Now he wants to add one of the world's most popular football clubs to his empire. However, the competition for buying the 20-time English champions may involve more than just two contenders. According to the Times, Elliott Investment Management, a large American hedge fund, has submitted a bid as well. But it is not for a complete takeover. Who do you think will or should win the bidding war? Shoot an email at hello at thesignal dot co. And let us know your thoughts. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you read yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Farheen Khan, and this is the deep dive for 28th February 2023. Pakistan's bad days are far from over. Really. At this point, it's looking like it's a never-ending nightmare. The inflation rate has surged to nearly forty percent. The country's defense minister Khwaja Asif has gone on to declare that the country has gone bankrupt. He also blamed the top bureaucrats and politicians, including Pakistan PM Shahbaz Sharif, 
for bringing the country in a sorry state. At this point, the possibility of Pakistan defaulting on its debts is looking rather serious. And the crucial 1.1 billion IMF bailout that is meant to pull the nation out of bankruptcy hasn't come yet. So, what's happening with the country? In one of our previous episodes, we had talked about how Pakistan is facing a major cash crunch like Sri Lanka. But the situation hasn't improved in the past couple of weeks. For the last several days, the International Monetary Fund or IMF have been holding lengthy talks with the country's officials. They're still in a logjam. In the meantime, the nation's forex reserves have now dropped below $3 billion. With no money left from imports, there's a big shortage of essential items like food grains, essential medicines, fossil fuels. There's a dearth of raw materials as well as for industries, without which a lot of businesses will come to a grinding halt. To make ends meet, Pakistan did reach out to allies like UAE, China and Saudi Arabia. UAE, for instance, offered a loan of $1 billion last month on the existing loan of $2 billion. But the thing is, a lot is hinging on the IMF bailout and Pakistan is also quite desperate to win over the IMF, but it seems they haven't been able to gain IMF's trust yet. For starters, the IMF has set some challenging loan conditions for the nation before approving the bailout. These are conditions to ensure that Pakistan can repay the loan. To that end, in the last episode of the Pakistan situation, we had told you about how the Pakistani government had hiked fuel prices. And well, in the past couple of weeks, it's shot up even more. Petrol will now cost 272 rupees per litre and diesel will be priced at 280 rupees per litre. As a result, essential food items are now priced like luxury items. I mean, reports say that milk now costs 250 Pakistani rupees per litre and chicken prices have shot up to 780 rupees per kilo. Now, this fuel hike came after the unloading of the quote-unquote mini-budget in the parliament that is high on taxes. To begin with, the finance bill has hiked the rate of GST from 17% to 18%. Taxes on luxury items have shot up to 25%. The Sharif-led government also plans to increase taxes on airfares, locally made cigarettes and cold drinks. All in all, a lot of items from just everyday basics to luxury and electronic items, have gotten really expensive. What's more is that Pakistani officials have also approved a power tariff hike. While all this piles hardships on common citizens who are having to deal with skyrocketing inflation, the ultimate intention is to placate the IMF and secure the bailout funds. You see, the IMF wants the Pakistani government to raise Pakistani rupees 170 billion in extra revenue by the end of July 2023. Now, it's a do-or-die situation. Will it get the bailout in return for high taxes? Stay tuned to this developing story. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast, so feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini and Kushal, edited by Jaydeep Vedya and Shorbali, mastered and mixed by Prasenjit Das. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. 